Hi, this is Marie. And this is Catherine. Welcome to Off the Shelf, a podcast about books, movies, TV shows, and all things library. Hi, Marie. Hi, Catherine. How are you today? I am ready to talk about this topic. Okay, so very excited. (laughs) I am too. Our topic today is cookbooks and food related things. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, what are some of your favorite cookbooks? Oh man. Well, first, I do have to say that in thinking about this, all I could picture in my mind was the um, Saturday Night Live spoof about NPR at Christmas time. The two oh. women. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know oh, that. Oh, boy. It's oh, very funny. Okay, so when it's I get back for, to work, I'm going to be looking yeah, it up. Okay, not safe for work. Um. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when I get w. home, I'll be looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical. And it may, I, I was thinking about it. There are um, two people who are um, hosts on a, on a fake NPR show. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe they're portraying real people. Anyway, they're very, how are you today? And it's just, it's hysterical. That's all I could picture. In the great radio voice. Yes. And I thought, you know. <laughs> that was really like the original that was sort of the original podcast yeah those, oh, yeah. those yeah. informational NPR yeah anyway that's all well that's all I uh, think we're about. not gonna be nearly <laughs> <laughs> do that. and they don't laugh at all they're very straight face so oh, how could you do that I, know, yeah. I don't know I don't know I'm sure they could laugh if they tried I hope um, so I have kind of a, a melange of uh, cookbooks Oh, here. my gosh. Look at that list. It's <laughs> She's got big, a huge no, list. it's big handwriting. I have really big handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to jump in with the first one. Okay. Um, a cookbook that I love um, that I really didn't think about the fact that it was it's actually meant for vegans. Oh. Um, it's called Show Up for Salad, uh, 100 Recipes for Salads, Dressings, and All the Fixins. Fixins. You don't have Fixins, I know. <laughs> fixins, You Don't Have to Be Vegan to Love by Terry Hope Romero. I didn't really see the vegan thing. I just thought this cookbook is amazing um, because it's um, like uh, washing and storing greens. If you buy greens like from a farmer's market or a okay. grocery store where they're loose. Yeah. Um, how to Grow Your Own Little Microgreens, which is like the new thing. Um, and then different like categories of the different reasons to grow microgreens, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what's great about this is it's um, different, all kinds of different dressings, all kinds of different little like crunchy toppings, sweet toppings, savory toppings. Um, the vegan thing is just the sidebar. I really, I thought, <laughs> oh, I'm not a vegan. <laughs> um, but I really liked it. And I thought, I don't, I think you either take salad seriously or you don't. I take it very seriously. One of the few things in life that I take seriously. I'm going to say that's not me. <laughs> oh, man. I love salad. I do, but I'm super picky. So. Okay. All right. I, yeah. So when people say, but you love salad, why don't you order salad in a restaurant? And I'm You're like, <laughs> I'm making a face, by the way, you can't see it <laughs> uh, through the audio. But, I, you know, it's just I'm particular about it. And, and I felt like this was a cookbook that... It's almost more of a guidebook. There are there's, there are recipes. There are a lot of good photos, which you have to have. Yes. You can't have a cookbook with yep. no photos. Absolutely. Um, but I really love it. And I definitely recommend it because it's, you know, the salads are gorgeous. They I, I probably never get to that level. I'll do some of the ingredients. <laughs> but I do love a salad. And so I'm always thrilled when 
somebody brings a salad if, if I'm having people over and somebody brings a salad, I'm always so excited. <laughs> Just good stuff. So that's my story about salad. Okay. That's your story about salad. <laughs> well, that, that kind of reminds me of a book that's on my list um, that's called Snacks for Dinner. Oh. By Lucas Volker. I've seen that one. <laughs> I thought that sounds like. Well, yeah, except, I mean, I oh. thought, oh, that's, this is really cool. Oh. Um, except these snacks are like works of art oh. um, and take as long to prepare as an actual dinner. So what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they sound really good, but, but you know. But you if could I just throw sn- so many corn dogs in the toaster <laughs> oven and be done with them. That's a snack. <laughs> that's a snack, right? And it tastes delicious <laughs> it tastes for dinner. <laughs> so this, as a sidebar, um, we are, as part of our staff training day that we had recently, we're putting together um, a cookbook of library, um, various recipes that the, that the librarians um, use on a regular basis. And somehow or other, I was reminded of... Um, a, an appetizer that I had one time and <laughs> one time <laughs> one time well you'll understand one, one why <laughs> delicious delicious but it's basically a heart attack on a plate oh, um it's nachos with tater tots instead <gasps> of not uh, instead of nacho chips oh. so delicious so 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 delicious but it is a heart attack on a plate um so i was (laughs) the best kind that's that's my idea of (laughs) of a snack for dinner (laughs) mine too i like the idea of snacks for dinner but mm. well i'm glad you said that that book has been on a there's a display on our second floor that says almost 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 new 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 non-fiction or something yeah yeah. so books that are just sort of coming off of the new status but still you know new enough and that's been on and every time i walk by i think ooh. But now I don't need to well, bother. Well, I, I I'll just throw some corn dogs this in the morning. <laughs> I looked at it this morning, thinking oh. that I would include it in in this. And yeah, although there are people, I'm sure listeners who will be thrilled to spend three hours making a a snack, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not mm. me. Yeah, mm. no. Okay, <laughs> scratch that one off the list. Um. All right. So my next cookbook. Okay. Uh, and this is actually a group of them. Uh. Gluten-Free Girl, American Classics Reinvented. Um, I know now it's sort of old hat, all of the gluten-free um, cookbooks and foods mm-hmm. and things, but um, somebody in my life was told they had celiac disease probably 12 years ago when there was very little, uh, very, very little. And it was, you had to go to like a health food store and it was like a $10 box of Oreos. And, <laughs> you know, there it was, if you went to restaurants, you were really... Now Oreos do cost $10. They do. Regular Oreos are $10. So it's all evened out. I know. The circle of life here. Um, (laughs) um, So this person, uh, the author, Shauna James Ahern, and um, the first book that she did, I think was just called Gluten-Free Girl. And she was one of the first people I came across who had a cookbook that was like real food that you actually wanted to eat that was gluten-free. And she did have, she does have celiac disease. Um, and in her, when she was diagnosed as an adult, she was miserable and then discovered what it was and realized, oh, I have to change my whole thing. And somehow in the mix, she met a man who was working as a chef. And now, they're, now they're married, they have kids, and they write these, all these cookbooks. But that to me, you know, when people say, oh, the library has cookbooks, why? And I say, well, first of all, you know, 
hello, you know, stop being such a, (laughs) stop being so judgmental. But no, Um, one of the great things about the library is that you can go and try them out. Books are expensive. Cookbooks cookbooks are are really expensive. And this was one where I thought if you were newly diagnosed and you, you know, you didn't know what you wanted to make or what you wanted to put time into, because sometimes you're making stuff from scratch if you're gluten-free or if you have a food allergy, you might not want to spend $40 on a cookbook that you're going to make one thing from. And people will then also rebut and say, well, just look online. But a cookbook is curated. A cookbook is a collection. Somebody's taken time to like put meals together or put things together that go together, like the snacks or supper, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's another reason. So it's a great way to try them out, but also to, to see all the pictures and not be poking around online of, you know, whoever's, you know, nacho casserole potluck, you know, which nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Probably have that for dinner tonight. (laughs) But anyway, I highly recommend these. And I also would say too, that if if for people who do have other allergies, we have quite a few, um, even some that have um, not just allergies, but any kind of anything anything that that you need to adjust your diet for a few of the ones that we have. And I didn't write down those titles just because I didn't have the time. But there are some that are just sort of generic allergy. And as you there are little symbols for each type of allergy. So you can sort of look and see in the index, like what, what's dairy free, what's nut free. And I think that's, you know, sometimes people have more than one, which right is tough. So anyway, it's a great resource. But you bring up a good point. And and it was something that I was going to make a point oh, that I sorry. was going to make, but so that's sorry. okay. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, it is that it's really nice to be able to borrow a cookbook mm. and and look through it and not have made the investment in purchasing it mm. for one recipe. Yeah. And and I find I bring home books, cookbooks a lot, um, and maybe I won't make anything out of it. Um, sometimes it's just fun to look at the pictures. Sometimes it's just fun to look at the pictures. But but what I did with my recommendations is is I have they're all books that that I have made at least one recipe oh, from. Oh okay. Um, so um, yeah, uh, one of the another one that's uh, pretty new. I think it still is on the new books. Is Dinner in One, exceptional oh. and easy one pan meals, <clears throat> and by one pan it's all. It's not just uh, some of them are sheet dinners, mm-hmm. uh, cook, like a baking mm-hmm. sheet dinners. Yum. Some are in a slow cooker. Some are in an instant pot. Some are in a casserole. It's all. It's pretty much any anything that you can think of that is in one. Yeah. Um, and the recipe um, that that I made just the other night it was so good. It was so good. Um, it's a, a chicken tagine style i mean it's on a it's on a sheet pan um so it's obviously not in in a tagine um but it was so good it's cumin and turmeric and Mm. um and uh, olives and lemon and dates and cinnamon oh my gosh it was so good yeah it was real sweet potatoes and carrots really really delicious Mm. oh so take a look at that i recommend that one yeah that sounds really good um all right. Well, we're going to be hungry by the time we're we done. really are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other cookbooks that I really enjoyed looking at the pictures of and enjoyed, I think I made at least one of the recipes, um, was by Christy Turner, and it's called "But My Family Would Never Eat Vegan: 125 <laughs> Recipes to Win Everyone Over." Um, over the course of maybe the last 20 years, I've had a few people come in and out of my 
life of people who would eat at my house who were vegan. And so it was definitely an opportunity to think like, oh, what do I, you know, and what do I already make maybe that's vegan? And, and <laughs> it was, it's a great cookbook. And there's also an, in the introduction, sort of a, if you want to try veganism, how to go about it, um, and what to say to the people who say, are you crazy? Um, <laughs> why would you want to do that? Um, so my niece and nephew are both vegans. Oh. And um, vegan, vegans, I don't know. Anyway, um, and my sister-in-law is so funny. She's like, they eat so many lentils. <laughs> I hate the smell of lentils. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, goes on and on about that. lentils. It's oh. really funny. Well, so you, anytime. You need to get her that cookbook. I, 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 that's all I can think of is the lentil smell. The lentils. <laughs> oh, God, the lentils. <laughs> well, I, I toyed with it for a couple of months and it was, you know, I appreciated it. It was, you know, it's definitely a different way of eating. It wasn't super sustainable for me, but I do eat a lot of things that are vegan. But what I really liked about that cookbook is that the recipes, and this is what made me think of the curation of a cookbook, is that it's for people who really this cookbook is like, I want to try this or I want to try it with my family, but I'm scared. Right. <laughs> and so there were, you know, the, there are little sections with but what if I'm going to do such and such? And there were things like, what can I serve for tailgating? Or what can I serve? I'm going to have people over for the big game that people will want to eat. And um, what do I do about, you know, birthday parties or graduations? And I, so it's like a little clump of recipes that would be for that event. And I thought, that's really That's cool. a great way of looking at, you know, it's sort of like a cookbook as, as reference. Yeah. Uh, and one of, one of my my standby cookbooks is the ancient edition of Joy of Cooking that I was given oh. as a wedding gift. Mm, and honestly, I don't make too many recipes from it, but I use it all the time to look up uh, conversions between mm. measurements, you know, how many cups versus, you know, dry and wet measurement, mm. um, how, 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 what the internal temperature should be of chicken and you know the, the the real nuts and bolts of, of cooking, and those are the things that those help you are, become a better a better exactly cook yeah or baker or whatever yeah. it is that you're doing yep. is having that yeah yeah that's that's a good classic another um, group of classics that I know we have some of um, and but they have all different titles are the recipe the cookbooks that come from America's Test Kitchens yes yep. and they've had two different magazines which I can't remember if either is still in print one iterate the newer iteration is called Milk Street oh. um, and then the previous one. Cooks Illustrated was okay. I find the, <laughs> the magazine swap sometimes, and I yeah. take them home. And um, but no ads, just right. recipes and techniques. And here's why you should do it this way. And I think that's another thing too. Um, when you find that in a cookbook, here's why you should do right this, or here's here's why to buy this particular brand. In one of these cookbooks that I was looking at, there was a whole thing about salt, and why why they specifically say. You know, this this author said, here's why I specifically say this type of salt, because I researched it and I found blah, 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 blah. And I thought, oh, I love that this this person put this in here it's because like the, you might think like yeah. the Alton Brown. Yes, cookbooks exactly. Where he explains the science, the behind science it. of yeah. it. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you think, Meh, yeah. you know, I'll just throw I'll this just in throw, and it'll be the I'll same. And then you yeah. think this recipe is not that great. This person stinks. You know, there's their <laughs> book writing is terrible, but it's really because you use the wrong kind of salt. Right. right. <laughs> So at Thanksgiving we were we were salting something and have you ever noticed on cooking shows they like they like 
do the oh. salt from like three feet yes, above the, the item and, you know, and, and so we were Artisanal. we were messing about with salt and of course <laughs> salt went everywhere but we had fun anyway um, <laughs> there, may have been, there may have been a cocktail or two involved <laughs> no shame no shame in that. it was Thanksgiving <laughs> so one of the things that, that um I wanted to ask you we we both cook a lot mm-hmm. um and I know how did you get into cooking Oh, that's a great question. Um, when I was a kid, my dad was in the Navy and was often deployed overseas. And my mom was a working mom. Mm-hmm. And my older brother is barely two years older than me. So once we were, you know, I was probably fourth or fifth grade and he was sixth or seventh. We would, uh, you know, get home before my mom. And she, you know, that was, that's tough yeah. when, when a parent yeah. is away and the other parent's doing it all. And Or if you're a single parent by whatever reason, and you've got kids at home and you're expected to cook a meal. So we would often like start prepping the meal Mm -hmm. or do some of the pieces or even cook the meal. And, you know, then when my dad was home, my dad has had this weird ability and I have have inherited it, which people are always, you know, (laughs) either disgusted or, you know, entranced that I can look in the fridge and pick a couple of weird things that are the only things in there. (laughs) You know, we all have those days where you're like, ah. I can pull those things out and make something that is at least edible. Um, and he was <laughs> usually, I haven't had a stinker in it that had to be thrown away in a long time. Well, that's but good. I think it was, it was seeing him do that and not right. be afraid because right. some of his stuff was right. not great <laughs> and he didn't care. He's like, well, this is what we're having for dinner. So enjoy. <laughs> and um, I, I think I just thought, oh, okay, every meal doesn't have to be this masterpiece. It doesn't have to be this wonderful thing. It can just be a meal to get by. And so that's really how I, how I got going. And then, you know, I, my dad eventually ended up uh, going to cooking school um, as a second career when he left the Navy. And so that I ended up working at the cooking school and of course dating people at the cooking school. And so I, you know, for a little while in my life was sort of surrounded by by foodies, by foodies, um, which is it's you know its own thing when you yep. have to listen to a half hour argument about which way to turn the meat so that you get the grill marks correctly <laughs> at a cocktail party. You know, <coughs> those things stay with you. Those things stay with you. I would imagine so. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, it's funny because I have somebody in my family who has that same ability <clears throat> to take random things and make something fantastic. And I'm always so thrilled when he brings, when he says, oh, I'm going to bring a vegetable side dish. And I feel like, clear the counter. This is, put <laughs> this it in front of be. me. It's always Ooh. really good. Never, never, you can never really replicate it, but it's always really good. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Marie? Uh, <laughs> completely different. Um, I grew up in a house where we ate, Okay, so my mom's side of the family is incredible is is very Irish, oh. and we had meat and potatoes, mm. mostly mashed potatoes. I, it's, <laughs> it, it has taken me many years to be able to look at mashed potatoes oh. without flinching. Oh, um, <laughs> flinching! Oh, those were some mashed potatoes you were eating. We just oh, had boy. so many of them. It was oh. like almost every night, and and oh. the night after they'd be like fried into little patties <laughs> yes. that were crispy on the yes. outside but cold in the middle. Mm. Uh, anyway. Anyway, um, and very bland meats, oh. and and my dad was from Louisiana, and so everything had hot sauce on it, um, <laughs> because, oh, well, boy. he had to, because he yeah. had to put something on Some it. Some flavor. <laughs> um, and every so often, he would make, when he would make dinner, it was it was always, like, a big deal, because oh. he'd, he'd make, um, 
he he made beef stew and it was really tasty mm-hmm. and um yeah he would uh he would every so often cook yeah. and, and it was always really good nice. um <clears throat> but i never really cooked i baked i did a mm-hmm. lot of baking <clears throat> um and then i went um i did graduate school in italy and the whole world of food opened up Mm. and I had flavors that I had never had before and combinations and my roommate was was a really good cook and we would go out to dinner and she would taste things and she'd say this has basil in it and you know and she would go through and list and then and then would try to recreate it oh and so I just learned so much about how to techniques of how to cook but also how to think about flavors Mm. it was really it was it was a it it was a completely eye-opening experience yeah Yeah. that's great yeah (laughs) I think it's so wonderful when people um you know sort of expose their kids or or whoever you know to just that ability to get in the kitchen even if you make a mess even if the food doesn't come out right the first time that you learn there's really it's the sort of thing that you know I know for me and I'm sure for you too that there are things maybe you make over and over and over again, and yep. you get where you don't have to measure anymore. And yeah, you, you don't just have throw to really, it in. You, yep. you know what it is, and you taste it one time, and you think, yep, I did it just right. Yep. And <laughs> I think you don't get that. It's a muscle memory. Almost. It is. You don't get that without making those things And making over a and few over. mistakes. And making mistakes. Yep. And, you know, throwing yep. it in the trash, and then you get your <laughs> corn dog dinner, and you're good to go. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, so I I do have two more books that I'm going to talk about quickly together because they are the same topic but very different. Um, and this is a type of cuisine that's new to me, which is Korean food. Okay. Um, I grew up obviously with a dad who traveled a lot. He brought home all kinds of. He spent time in Japan, um, and brought home all kinds like a rice cooker and um, chopsticks. So probably at maybe like. I was maybe eight or nine, and we would eat with chopsticks, and we would have rice cooker rice, which is very different from yep. traditional rice that we have here. Um, so I grew up with that little bit of a different cuisine, and so I like to look for it. And we have some really beautiful um, different types of yeah. cuisine, and whatever you want to call it, different cooking. And some of the new ones, there are two really good new ones about Korean food. One is called um, K-Food, Korean Home Cooking and Street Food. Um, and the other one is called Mang, Mang Cheese, Mang Cheese, uh, Big Book of Korean Cooking. Apparently, Mang Chi is a YouTube person who uh, was is hugely, I had never heard of her, but she's yeah. big in YouTube, and her YouTube channel led to her creating a cookbook. Um, but both have just got crazy, beautiful photos um, and all kinds of explanations about the different um components and there are a lot of components yeah see that's something that I have a hard time with if I'm not really familiar with the flavor profiles Mm. I am really hesitant to try cooking well in in a in a a different cuisine I haven't cooked much yet yeah what was fascinating to me um in the k-food cookbook there was a whole thing about um is a very um deep and big deal uh culture around drinking and um, drinks and the snacks that you eat when you drink and there are all kinds of rules about drinking if you are in Korea and you're out 
at a bar or in a restaurant. Um, you have to drink what you're given. Um, you never say no, you know. Uh, you never fill your own glass. Um, the youngest person should always pour unless an older person takes it from them. Just like this whole culture about this, like, sort of, not so much a bar. It doesn't seem like it's necessarily bars, but there are certain things that you eat. Um, and I forget what the name of that is. There's a name, oh, Anju is the name of the food that you eat while you're drinking. And it's like all kinds of little snacks. Um, so that I thought I had no clue. I have never heard of that. And there's a Korean barbecue restaurant in Portland, Maine. Oh, cool. And I went maybe a week or so ago uh-huh. and I was with some friends and we had no clue what to do. And there's literally like a little grill in the middle of the table and they bring you the things and you cook them. And it was a lot of fun, but we were sort of like Whoa. clueless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and the waitress was somewhat helpful, but also sort of like, here you go. Um, but it was really fun. And I thought, okay, you know, it was, it was the very basic aspect of this. Um, and then in the Mangchi's big book of Korean cooking, there was a whole chapter about Korean Buddhist temple cuisine the um the buddhist monks are vegan <laughs> hate to bring back that thread but they're vegan so there was no, a she whole... doesn't <laughs> everybody's gonna hear about it um i had no idea so there was a whole chapter about how they eat and nachos nacho <laughs> vegan nachos no. with tater tots <laughs> hey tater tots if they're made in vegetable oil could be vegan yeah there totally you go vegan. there you go um so there was this whole chapter about vegan simplicity, which I thought was just really interesting. Um, and uh, that was in the Mangchi. It just was really fascinating. And I thought this is, again, a great example of I would probably never go buy those. Right. And it wouldn't be as fun to look at these recipes online without the pictures and without the explanations and the right. whole, right. you know. So those two um, are newer and interesting. And it was a lot of fun. That's cool. yeah, I, yeah, I was a little... I don't want to say I was timid, but I thought, I have no clue what. Right. And, right. and you get all of these little dishes that there's a name for um, that starts with a B. Um, I can't remember it. But you get all these little, like, a little dish of kimchi, a little dish of, like, pickled radish, a little dish of just all these little pastes and sides. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that might, I don't know that you'd necessarily want to go to that length at home, but <laughs> hey. Whatever, whatever you want to do. I'd, if I had a little grill on the table, I'd probably burn the house it down. <laughs> it was a whole thing. We were all sitting there, and, and it was a really cold night. And I said, this is nothing I would want to do in the summertime. <laughs> this would just be miserable. It would be terrible. But it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, I don't quite know where to go with <laughs> from, from here. Um, I, I'm gonna, just going to go from... Um, books that are that I have used okay. to books that are sort of on my radar. Ooh, okay. um, I've got a couple of them. There's one called Now and Again, which is um, if you it, it's so there are some books where you make something and then you repurpose it throughout uh, the week for uh-huh. all the meals. Yeah. Um, this is not that book. <laughs> This Never mind. Is, no, no, because then you're locked in. You, yeah. You know, then you're locked into You've that enjoy menu that thing. for the yeah, yeah. all week oh long. Boy. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> lentils. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It's lentils. <laughs> so this book has menus, suggested menus for their different recipes, mm-hmm. and then at the end of each menu, there are um, um, things that you could do with leftovers that you might have that really oh. don't have anything to do 
with the menu. Okay. Um, so, for example, there, there was a, um, a menu for, I think it was like a, an outdoor picnic, and it had um, skillet cornbread with cheddar and scallions. Ooh. And the thing, the thing you do with the leftovers is stuffing. Oh. And I'm... I, so spoiler well not spoiler alert never mind whatever <laughs> that we're recording this before christmas um i don't know if it's going to get posted before christmas but we're recording this before christmas um and i am hosting oh. <laughs> and so i am going to try this recipe oh. <laughs> for stuffing right. for christmas dinner we're gonna so need a follow-up we're gonna need that. a follow-up but but i i really liked That's that approach really cool. where you know you're, you're not locked into that that mm that set of meals for the entire week where you're yeah. eating the same roast chicken and you're profoundly tired with it by yes. the time Monday or Sunday yeah. or whatever day you <clears throat> rolls around. <clears throat> but this is just, oh. yeah, if you've got leftovers, do this with it. I love that. Which I is kind of, approach. which is kind of cool. Cause sometimes you do get those weird <clears throat> leftovers yeah. that you think it's not, it's not know. enough yeah. or, but you could, yeah, you could yeah. do something else with it. Um, and then another one, uh, is called Turkey and the Wolf. Flavor Trippin from Trippin. Flavor Trippin. Trippin. In Fixins. New Orleans. <laughs> <clears throat> and it's um it's got a lot of meatloaf. There's mm. a there's a a, 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 a McMuff a McMuffin. I I'm finger I'm air quoting. <laughs> um a, a, a McMuffin that's got sausage and an egg and uh, I think it's got two different kinds of sausage. I think oh. it's got like turkey sausage and beef Yum. sausage and bacon, and it probably has meatloaf in there too. And <laughs> I mean, it's just oh, like God. it's another heart attack oh, on a plate. A meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> oh. This is gonna be this is gonna be the theme. <laughs> this is my theme. Catherine's <laughs> Catherine's got the healthy meals. I've got the heart attack on a plate. <laughs> People are going to think, oh, she's so healthy. No, no. <laughs> I was just thinking when you said meatloaf. When I was a kid, a meatloaf sandwich was like the Oh, oh my God, the best I can't stand thing. a meatloaf sandwich. The best thing in the world. Oh, I don't like meatloaf. I, oh, God, I love meatloaf. And nobody in my life likes it, so I never get to eat it. Because who's going to make a whole meatloaf for themselves? I'd be I day three. I'd be like, oh, well. God, meatloaf. Oh. <laughs> meatloaf. Oh, no. No. I'm like that the first day with oh. meatloaf. <laughs> People have strong feelings about meatloaf. They really do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it depends on the meatloaf you had growing up. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. My mom was like, my mom is a great cook. She doesn't think she is, uh-huh. but you know, she made mom food, right? You know, right. and it's you know, she brought when I was a kid. Um, her one of her things that she made, and I'm sure it was from the back of a box, because you know, right? That's it was the 70s. Um, broccoli cheese casserole so it's like frozen broccoli chopped up with Velveeta cheese and you put crumbled up Ritz crackers on the top of it right the okay it's vegan <laughs> she brought it she no, brought it not <laughs> not yet um not yet it's not um <laughs> she brought it to a meal and there were probably like 20 people there and people just dove into that thing and I was so excited and by the time I got up to the food it was, it was gone. gone and so people <laughs> one one particular foodie person went up to her you have to tell me what's in this I, I can't wait and she said oh okay well it's you know frozen broccoli and Velveeta and he said no no <laughs> no it's not no no I just ate Velveeta and she said 
Yeah, yeah. it's Velveeta. Like it was the seventies. What do you? What do you think? <laughs> Come on. He was horrified, <laughs> but he probably ate my helping. So. <laughs> You know, his own and yours. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And probably somebody else's, too. He was so excited. He was just horrified. And I thought he's probably going to go stick his finger down his throat because he's just so horrified that he ate Velveeta. But meanwhile, like that was that was a staple of my childhood. I mean, we loved that. There were there were never any leftovers of that. We probably had that when we had the meatloaf, too. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. God. So one thing that we said to each other this morning that we wanted to talk about was things that aren't cookbooks that still have recipes or, or talk right. about food. Or that are, well, food adjacent, I think is what you call adjacent. Cookbook adjacent, that's what we call them. And, and what made me start thinking about it was um, Patty, our, um, the, the secretary at the library. Um, I shouldn't call her a secretary. The administrative assistant. She, she's more than the that. person she, who runs, she the, runs library. the library. Let's let's face <laughs> she's it. She's amazing. Um, she is amazing. She was saying that um, oh, I can't remember some family gathering or Christmas gathering with friends. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it was, but this year they're all supposed to bring recipes for drinks. Oh. And she doesn't. She she's like I don't oh. know anything about mixed drinks. Oh. I don't know anything about cocktails. So we've got a bunch of books about cocktails. Oh yeah, yeah. And and you know bartending at home and and so that's that's what made me think of craft cocktails. Craft yes, craft, craft cocktails. cocktails. <laughs> you have to grow a handlebar mustache if you want to call that. And we're, we're going to be waiting a long hat. time for that to happen. <laughs> well, see there you go. You got your your. Uh, you help somebody out with a recipe. I did. Oh, that sounds like my kind of. That sounds like a fun party. It does sound like she's her friend. Her group of friends sounds like they, they do sound, sound like a fun. Good, yeah, yeah, yep. they do. Um, you and I both talked about some fiction books that have recipes yes. in them, and I had discovered a little trick. Um, if you are looking for books with recipes in them that are not cookbooks, I went to our advanced search uh-huh. and typed in the phrase "includes recipes" and oh. then chose fiction. And it gives you a nice little list of books. Um, some of them are series, sort of like cozy mystery right, series. Right. But it gives you, you know, as I have talked about, I'm sure a million times, one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite books, uh, Recipes for Love and Murder by Sally Andrew, who's South African. I did not know they made a TV series out of that book. Oh. And there's a TV series, and we have it on DVD. So oh, cool. you can check out the book. But anyway, that includes recipes was in the, you know, in the record for that book. And when I searched that way I found other books and I thought oh that's a good little I don't know that anybody would necessarily go looking for that but it is kind of it's kind of well, fun there's there's a book that you and I were talking about this morning um called Eat Cake by Jean oh, Ray yes. and it's a book that I read it came out in 2003 so it's not a new book um but it's really fun and it's mm. and she eat cake she Great has author. she she is writing about starting a business yeah baking cakes and uh, one year I made one of the recipes from from it for yeah. at Thanksgiving and it was sweet potato bundt cake with rum plumped Ooh. raisins and spiked sugar glaze and rum she's not lying raisins. about spiked sugar glaze <laughs> oh <laughs> it was delicious oh. it was really how good. many it was slices really good. did you have <laughs> What was your blood alcohol level? <laughs> that sounds. Like, you, 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 I don't you even like raisins, to... and that sounds good. Oh, I don't like. So I can't, oh, good. baked raisins. <laughs> 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 but I would try. 
raisins. <laughs> oh, golly. Maybe. <laughs> you should see if we could come up with a recipe with raisins and lentils. Oh, God. Oh. oh. So we could come up with a recipe. We could make it. Up. We could just throw it out. That's my plug for recipes for love and murder, by the way. Uh, the recipes, I've never made one, but someday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so other things. Oh, things like, a, oh, there's a great book in the children's room called It's Disgusting and We Ate It. Um, <laughs> wild and Wacky Food from Around the World and Throughout History. Oh. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a kid's book. That sounds fun. But it's really fun talking about the things that throughout history people have eaten. People have and, eaten. And it's... I was just having a conversation recently with somebody about, oh, <laughs> about, there was two people who hunt and, oh. and the, you know, the, the organ meats and, yeah. and whether people actually eat them and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I have to say that I have tried tripe. And you have to say that now you're a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> it was chewy. <laughs> I've, I've never had tripe. It didn't have much flavor. Mm. It was chewy. Mm. <laughs> kind of. Okay. <laughs> so like a raisin? <laughs> More like rubber band. Ooh. Oh, yum. That sounds yeah. delicious. Mm. It was. It was mm. yummy. <laughs> but, you know, <sighs> you have to try things once. You do. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> that one bite roll. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. There was a pediatrician in town and his wife had the funniest story about um when they were kids uh, when when their kids were little that um if she fixed something and anybody complained about it they got an extra helping oh and And one time her husband the pediatrician complained about and she just gave him an extra helping (laughs) and are they still married yeah there's as far as i know i think that that anyway but i thought that was a great i thought that was so great i love that complain about it you get a little bit more family has (laughs) those stories i feel like the greatest family stories are always about some food related (laughs) oh boy oh man uh let's see if i've got anything oh you know what we talked about um uh, one one cookbook adjacent uh, um, book that I want to mention is Taste, My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci. Have oh, you read that? I have. So good. Oh, I love him. Really got it. Well, we both. Yeah. yeah Anybody fan. who's listened to the, this podcast oh. knows that we we both really big like fan Stanley of the Tucci. Tucci. Yep. yep. Big, fan. <laughs> big big fan. I love him. His voice. I could uh, yeah, and to he's him. just he's just. I don't it's know. so interesting. It's so a interesting. great book. It is a great book. Yeah. 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 And then we also talked about movies that are related oh. to food. Mm. And Stanley Tucci, Big Night. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. that was good. That yeah. was good. And Julie and Julia. Yes. Oh. Yep. I love that movie. Um, and that was that was on my list of okay. nonfiction food writers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Who else do you have on nonfiction food um, writers? Tony Bourdain. Okay. We have a bunch, uh, one or two of his are cookbooks, but yeah, um, his books are, are definitely interesting. Um, Ruth Reichel, who is the food critic for the New York Times. Oh, we have a I bunch of things. Um, I think she grew up in New York City in a big Jewish family, and she writes about just some of, you know, sort of family 
I don't know, family stories and growing up and recipes mm-hmm. and, um, and then, um, Julie Powell, who I oh, think yeah. just passed away. Yeah, she did. Um, who wrote Julie and Julia. She also wrote a very, very strange book that we own called Cleaving, mm-hmm. um, a story of marriage, meat and obsession that will, uh, the reason that I kept reading it is because I thought this is making me feel so much better about how normal my own life is. She, <laughs> she, Really made some very interesting choices. But she gets obsessed with this idea of like interning at this little butcher shop somewhere in upstate New York. And she sort of drags her husband along and and then says, let's, you know, have an an open marriage. And it was very interesting. Um, But the butchering part. So uncleaving. That was her whole thing was like the cleaving of the meat, the cleaving of the marriage. I don't know. It was was very interesting. But we do. We have a lot of good... um, not necessarily cookbooks, but like people writing about food. Right. One of the cookbooks that, that I have I on my on my on my that I have on the on my radar list that was going to be hard oh. to say um, is the Maine bicentennial bicentennial community cookbook. Oh, and oh, it's really cool. Obviously, it one. came out because this was Maine's bicentennial year, oh. and it's got great stories of people and their recipes and um restaurants and the recipes from there Mm. and it's just really it's it's not just a cookbook it's a really cool um sort of compendium of maine culture over the years and maine oddly particularly portland has become this like foodie centric uh it's crazy um that um, I think it's called The Lost Kitchen, which is a restaurant where you have to like send a postcard at one certain time of a year and say, here's how many people I want to bring to dinner. And that's how you get a reservation. <laughs> and there's a cookbook now. It's just like this whole food culture. It's so interesting. That's really cool. A book that I forgot to mention that is not a cookbook, but I loved, A Homemade Life, Stories and Recipes from My Kitchen Table by a woman named Molly Weisenberg. She is the creator of a blog called Orangette. Um, it is... A memoir but she includes recipes that are um, components of her life and she had this great bit about um, being in college and her mother gave her a tin of cookies to take to whatever she was going to like an advisor's house for dinner and she opens it up and is sort of like oh you know skeptical about some of the things because it's old-fashioned cookies and there were some sort of um, fruit nut balls that she had previously turned her nose up at but she was hungry and she's traveling on this on the train with this thing of cookies and she thought well if it's got fruit and nuts it will at least have some protein and so she (laughs) grudgingly eats one and is just sort of transported and ends up eating most of them on the way and has to like run into a store when she gets where she's going and buy something else because she's (laughs) eating all these cookies but it was a great book and the first time I read it I was just so charmed by it and never cooked any of the recipes but they do seem certainly doable she's definitely obviously she's got this whole blog but um just a really if you if you like reading about everything food and drink and restaurant adjacent I think she and her husband ended up opening a restaurant that's cool but it was it was a really good book yeah if you could cook any cuisine what would it what would it be if you could become really proficient at any cuisine, um, maybe Greek food. Okay. Um, I have Greek heritage on both sides oh, of my family, okay. and um, a great grandmother who was not Greek, but who married a man who was Greek, and so learned how to cook all of the food, and not only that, but learned how to speak the language. Oh my God! Uh, he owned a restaurant, and she wanted to be able to talk with his friends wow. so she learned Greek and she was just this little tiny barely five foot tall 
absolutely hysterical lady who made phyllo dough from scratch. Oh my God. And then made baklava from it. And oh it was amazing. God. And I don't know that I could ever aspire to that. Right. But, you know, she was a wonderful cook and it was very much home cooking, hearty, you know. Um, and I love that stuff. And yeah. I think if I was going to put some time in, it would be that. I don't That's cool. do much of that. Yeah. 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 Every neat. once in a while, like Easter cookies, I'll make. Um, once in a great while, grape leaves. Uh, that's impressive yeah. yeah those are easy they're easy <laughs> those yeah. are easy they're, oh they no they really are they're are yummy. they yeah she didn't make other than the phyllo dough she didn't make complicated stuff she made okay. home food yeah okay. and then sort of sprinkled in i had always been told she was from czechoslovakia but now i think the research the family research that's been done mm-hmm. her family was actually from germany oh. so it was a little bit of a kind of a, a mixture of right um they came here when she was very young okay. so I think maybe that's where she thought she was from. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but she was she was something. She that's was a really, really cool, cool lady. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Oh, I don't know. I just made that question up. I wasn't <laughs> it thinking was a about good me. One. <laughs> I thought maybe you had a. <laughs> no. um, well, I, I I'm not going to pursue the. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I would like to learn more about the Asian cuisines Mm. uh i you know like i said earlier Mm. i just the flavor profiles that i'm not that i'm not super familiar with i'm just really cautious about Mm. trying and that's one that that i really don't feel like i have a sense of Mm. ingredients and how they put flavors together and and uh I, i i guess i feel it's a little disrespectful somehow to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and throw yeah. it together and and see how it tastes you, even it, to, you know yeah, yeah you want it yeah. to taste like what it should right speaking of um <clears throat> just quickly there is uh i can't think of the the name but it's um thai street food in downtown rochester yo's yo's, yo's. Yeah. i have not been but one of our employees has been and said it was wonderful so i'm very excited to try that and then um in dover um hong asian noodle bar oh. is wonderful Oh, cool. Really, really good. It's very much a fusion um, of a couple, I think, a couple different types of cooking, but it's really good. It's small. So you, if you go, you well are lucky to get a table, and there's not really anywhere to wait, but it's absolutely worth it. Taste of India in Dover oh, is, so is, good. is my go-to. So good. Yeah. And they're lovely and people. They're so, yes, they're so who nice. Who have been there forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great to have <clears throat> such a variety yeah, in this area. Nice. It really is. Yeah. All right. All right. So now we're hungry. Now we're going to we're we're gonna gonna have, have to go home and snack for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Those nachos with tater tots are sounding mm, better and better yes, every indeed. second. <laughs> now, uh, one quick question. Are you putting lentils on those or no? <laughs> oh, God. I hate terrible. lentils. <laughs> I hate lentils. I love raisins in food. Maybe not raisins. Maybe not raisins and lentils together. No, no. That would but be raisins. A, I, I use raisins yeah. a lot in in savory cooking. Yeah, oh, okay. they add a nice well, little. I'll remember that one <laughs> when you invite me over for dinner. <laughs> oh, I, I ate first. I will remember. I will remember to uh, to pick the raisins out. <laughs> you know, there's always that dilemma when you don't like something. Do you like? Do you scuttle it to the side, or do you just suck it up and? And eat it. I don't know. Something you, to you, ponder. It depends. It depends. It depends, it depends on how <laughs> comfortable. How bad the gag response is. <laughs> and on oh, that, that, no. on that do, note. Do we know what we're talking about next? For I next? think we're going to interview That's, one of our newer staff members. That's right. Abby. Yeah. yeah. 
our programming librarian. Yes. That'll She's be a lot fantastic. of fun. Yeah. She's great. Yep. And she has a lot of energy and enthusiasm. So, yep. all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Marie. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Nacho vegan nachos no. with tater tots. <laughs> hey, tater tots, if they're made in vegetable oil, could be vegan. Yeah, there totally you go. Totally vegan, there you go. Oh.